Today on the podcast, we're talking about oils, how to make sure that you're keeping your oils fresh and so that they are healthy for your body, plus a peanut butter recipe. Hi, and welcome to Happy Healthy Human Radio. I'm your host, Samantha Attard, coming at you from the beautiful Washington, D.C. I'm an Ayurvedic coach, yoga instructor, and doula, sharing with you all the things I'm learning about and teaching about in my everyday life so we can all find a little more balance and bliss and confidence. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. If you do enjoy this podcast, I'd truly appreciate it if you subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, or share with a friend Uh, who might enjoy it as well. I'm excited for this conversation today. This was again something, another lesson that came up from my Ayurvedic retreat that I hosted this last weekend in Virginia. And I wanted to share it with you because basically everyone on on the retreat was like, oh my gosh, I don't know this stuff. So it's so important and I wanted to share it with you. So an interesting thing about oils is that we we often think about them as shelf stable, right? We don't refrigerate our olive oil. It hangs out uh, for months sometimes years, we we don't really worry and think about oils. But I am here to tell you that oils can go bad. Oils can go rancid and it can happen in a couple different ways and there's a couple different areas where it can truly affect your health and how you're feeling. So I wanted to make sure we talked about them today. So oils are essentially pressed out of different nuts and seeds and vegetables. Sometimes when we hear of fresh pressed oils, literally we just press the seed or nut. Oil comes out with, you know, with enough pressure, oil comes out and that's our oil. Sometimes they're refined oils. So examples of this are uh, canola oil or sunflower oils are often refined, peanut oil sometimes. Um, And what that means is that, okay, we've pressed them, but now we're going to heat up whatever that thing is. So we'll heat up for canola. It's the rapeseed plant. So we'll heat up those seeds and use some sort of uh, chemical to extract more oil from the seed. So if you think about it, it's almost like if you're um, squeezing a lemon for lemon juice, right? Like, so you can just squeeze the lemon and juice comes out and that would be like a fresh pressed, cold pressed oil. But then... You know, you could like really dig a knife in there or like really try to squeeze everything out a lot. And that's, you know, a little bit more pressure or maybe a high heat oil. And then if it was a refined oil, we would be putting all that lemon pulp that's left over into a pot with hot water or some other solvent to draw more of the lemon juice out. And that's more like a refined oil. So that's the the differences between them. In general, let's just start here. Fresh pressed, cold pressed oils are so much better for you. Just definitely, just definitely. Um, Because refined oils do use some sort of chemical process to remove oil from the plant. And often we don't really know what those chemicals are. Um, They could be really safe or really not safe. Uh, You're using high heat, which already acts to denature some of the oils. Um, And it's just uh, not great for your body. So in general, I'm all about that cold pressed or fresh pressed oil. And you can find this in coconut oils, in olive oils, avocado oils, uh, sesame oils. These are my favorite oils to use and cook with for that reason, because they're the cold pressed or fresh pressed oils. When we use high heat on an oil, 
it can break up the chemical bonds in the oil and make them essentially go rancid or otherwise create free radicals, which are essentially inflammatory compounds. So when you heat up oil, on, like olive oil on the stove and it starts smoking, no bueno. <laughs> that smoke is a sign that we have overheated the oil, that we are breaking chemical bonds, creating free radicals and creating chemical shifts that are inflammatory for our body. So at home, when you start seeing that oil smoke, okay, like, you know, not great. You can always dump out the oil. Maybe you've only been using a tablespoon. Probably not going to change your life. But when it comes to eating at restaurants, um, if you're especially if you're eating fried foods, you don't see that. You don't know what's happened to that oil. Um, and you don't know how fresh or not fresh it is. You don't know the quality of it. And this is a not great thing. And, and often when um, clients say to me, you know, I just, when I eat at this restaurant, I just feel crappy. I just feel crappy. I often say, you know what? It's actually probably the oil. It might not be a specific, uh, you're allergic to tomatoes or it's all about the broccoli or, or anything like that. Chances are it's the oil that they're cooking with that is slightly rancid and it has, is in some way going bad. In general, even refined oils I've also found for people tend to not be great um, in terms of just not feeling good. Doesn't matter if they're organic, GMO, free, whatever. But the fact that they're refined and have achieved this heat and have had these broken down chemical bonds, no, no great. And I, this is like a moment to take a huge plug um, for canola oil, meaning a plug that I don't like canola oil because we're often talked about, oh, it has such a great heart healthy profile. We can heat it up higher. It's so good for you. No, um, not only is it refined using a lot of chemical solvents um, that again, we are not aware of. We don't know the complete safety of, no bueno, but also it is not truly more heat stable than olive oil. We think of it as a super heat stable vegetable oil, but it's it's really not, and if anything, that beautiful heart-healthy profile of the omega-6 and omega-3 fatty acids uh, actually makes it more prone to going rancid and more likely to create those inflammatory compounds. So I am not a huge fan of canola oil, particularly as a replacement or substitute or addition to olive oil, um, and I just want to throw that out there. Personal opinion, from what I know of the science, um, not into it and something to just be aware of to look at if you are finding yourself feeling kind of crappy. It's just another place to explore. So how do you know oils have gone rancid? So we've talked about this of, okay, we've smoked it or it's, it's heated up a lot. Um, you just feel bad when you eat it. Um, a bad kind of off smell is, is another great way to tell. Um, another place where oil has gone bad that we don't often think about is uh, hemp protein powder. So I know a lot of people that when they eat vegan or plant-based protein powders, they feel nauseous. And we've really pinned that down to be hemp. And because the hemp seed has so many of those great, again, omega-3, 6, 9 fatty acids, it means that they are very less stable than other uh, fats that we have and often do go bad and hence create not great feelings when you eat a vegan protein powder. I try to basically go for any like non-hemp-based protein powders and definitely keep my hemp seeds in the freezer to help keep those fats and oils more stable. Um, fish oil is another big one. 
Um, I know people sell fish oil capsules that are not refrigerated. I personally would not buy any fish oil that does not have to be refrigerated um, because, again, those oils can go bad and can go bad very quickly. That's why the omega-3s are so good for you is because they are this beautiful liquid-type fat and they're not saturated, and that means that they're less stable. So keep your fish oil in the fridge. I would not necessarily buy the capsules. I'm all about buying even just a pure liquid um, and, and definitely one that you refrigerate and keep fresh. The other one uh, that a lot of people don't talk about, coffee. So if your coffee smells a little fishy, if it's really oily, if it leaves a residue on your hands, um, this means that the oil likely has gone bad. So when we look at a really darkly roasted coffee bean, it looks really shiny. And what that means is we've roasted it so much that the oils have popped from the inside of the bean to the outside of the bean. Well, now we have this oil in fresh air, and what does fresh air do? Oxygen, it creates a free radical in the oil, and suddenly we have an oil that has gone bad. And this is just another time that we are consuming actually inflammatory compounds in our body. So buying coffee that's not roasted as darkly or fresh grinding it on your own are gonna be two ways to make sure that you're not eating basically rancid coffee. Um, it's going to taste really, really good, I promise you. It's also a reason why I actually make fresh nut butter. So peanut butters, almond butters, sunflower seed butters, any nut butter I can get my hand on, I'm making it. And this is again because when we grind up peanuts, we push the oils from the inside of the nut to the outside of the nut, just like we did with our coffee beans. We're pushing the oils to the outside and suddenly they're exposed to oxygen, which means they can, yep, you guessed it, go rancid. So I would rather start with a fresh bean that is, has all of the good oils all stacked inside of the bean, and then I grind it myself, put it straight into the fridge, eat it within two weeks, and it's gonna be a lot healthier, and actually the flavor is gonna be fabulous. So this is where we get to our recipe, because great news, making your own nut butter is incredibly easy, incredibly cheap, uh, tastes delicious because you get to lick the bowl and, and again, will be healthier for you. All you need is a really good food processor or high-powered blender. The recipe, are you ready for this? Super complicated. Nuts and some salt. You literally just put the nuts in your blender, add a little bit of salt, and then blend. You might have to work with your blender or food processor to figure out, okay, I have to stop it after 30 seconds to scrape the sides, or I'm gonna turn it up to high and then to medium. Um, but that's really it. I have a Vitamix and I now make peanut butter in literally 45 seconds. I used to have a Ninja, it would take maybe two to three minutes, but it's really not that bad. And again, I get a cheaper, easier, fresher nut butter out of it, so I am, totally okay with it. Um, it tastes so, so delightful. Whew, that, was a lot of, that was a lot of information about oils. I hope, I hope you've been taking notes. But if you haven't, here is the big old summary. Oils can go bad just like any other product that we have. And as much as possible, we want to keep them fresh and 
stable and whole so that they are better for our bodies, they're less inflammatory so that we get the benefits of these fabulous fatty acids that we do need in our bodies and also so that we have better taste. And again, you can do this through being aware of the coffee you're buying, keeping fish oils in the fridge, sticking to cold pressed and fresh pressed oils, and definitely, and my favorite one, making your own nut butter. I would love to hear your reactions to this post, uh, reactions to this broadcast, your thoughts, steps you're taking, and answer any questions that you have about making sure that your oils are fresh and stable and good. You can always send me a message at Instagram on uh, Be Happy Healthy Human or check out BeHappyHealthyHuman.com to learn more about all of the work that I do in the world. Thank you so much for joining and for, I'm wishing you a day of love and light. The light in me very humbly bows to that same light in each one of you. Have a great day.